Today on the Star Wars Universe podcast, Paul Hoppy and I are here to discuss The Mandalorian, Episode 4, Season 3. All that right after this ad we have no control over. Welcome back. I'm Ashley Coffin, joined by... Paul Happy as we commandeer this podcast. <laughs> the vessel is now under our control. <laughs> so we're just going to wing it. <laughs> we're just going to X-wing it and have a really good time. <laughs> Excellent. So, Paul, it's been a minute since you have been back talking Star Wars, especially with me. But uh, how are things? Things are pretty good uh, overall. I have not been doing a lot of podcasting. I, I did that one Bad Batch episode kind of as an emergency fill-in. And then today I am the emergency fill-in for this episode of Mandalorian, which I've, I've like kind of been watching week to week. Not really because I wanted to, but just Lee decided <laughs> she wanted to watch it. It was like the first show she was really excited to watch in a while. Lee is my hero in this story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the series has disappointed her, which is uh, an easy thing to accomplish. So <laughs> I'm familiar with doing that myself. Um, and, you know, overall, it, it has not been my favorite season of The Mandalorian. And I, I kind of wasn't sure whether I really wanted to do this episode. But I was like, all right, season two, I didn't really like the first three episodes that much. But then Carl Weathers directed the fourth one, and it was a banger. And like the rest of the season was some of my favorite Star Wars stuff. And this episode didn't didn't quite live up to that, but it did. I, I got into it. You know, there were definitely some highlights that that I enjoyed, and uh, and it was short. You know, it was short. <laughs> it was compared to last week. Oh, well, I was concerned because there was. I was watching it. I'm like, oh, one point that I noticed, I was like, when Grogu didn't eat the the rock crab oh yes I was like oh paul's in that was a relief <laughs> i was like don't eat the rock crab <laughs> but then we took a turn to dragons and suddenly it was house of the dragon and you know right. uh, uh, whatever it was at least they brought the babies back so let's, exactly. let's kind of get into it because i'm going to need you to tell me all the stuff that i might have missed during this but uh I don't know i i really enjoyed mando training cramp like even even grogu's getting in on the training yeah, that was probably my favorite part of the episode was, uh, I mean, there were a couple things, but the, uh, you know, the kind of just all of them out on the beach sparring, right? How they're all kind of going about it different ways, but there's this kind of camaraderie. It, you know, I mean, it reminded me actually a little bit of like being at Taekwondo and particularly yeah. before class, right? And people are just kind of like trying out different things and, um, and training together and you know there's some system of rank but uh there's there's this supportiveness i think even when when it's harsh it's like no go on kid go go play with these darts <laughs> that you've never learned how to fire before you know um so yeah it gave me kind of somewhat positive flashbacks you know to that kind of thing and um yeah, I, I did enjoy that part. I thought that whole scene was funny because he's like, yeah, go ahead, fight Grogu. And I was sure that that kid was going to be like fisticuffs. I was like, this kid right. is just going to punt Grogu across <laughs> this thing. I just didn't know. I didn't know what was. And then they were like, oh, no, there's weapons. And I was like, oh, OK, paintballs, because that's not what was going on with everybody else. Right. No one else was playing paintball. I was like, this is no, a good choice. This is a good choice. I was like, are you going to have him force choke this kid right in front of everybody? Because I'm totally here for it. But <laughs> Right. <I'm... laughs> 
this to me felt like a, a good choice uh, from the you know the writing department of like all right we're not going to be too severe with it right but we're gonna we're gonna demonstrate you know Grogu's capacity but also kind of you know the Mandalorian way and all that stuff and and yeah it is I mean any kind of you know combat training there is always the question like well how do you do it without hurting each other really really badly yeah right not everybody has what's that room that the x-men use right no not everybody has the danger room <laughs> the I danger think, room right? yeah danger. exactly <laughs> but i mean speaking of danger i also don't think that that is a really safe place for the mandalorians to live while they have obstructed vision because this is the second time we've seen something Come up and just be like, I'm here now. I'm going to eat your people and, and take this kid away. And then like to think like, oh, that kid's still going to be alive after maybe like a fortnight or however long right. it took them to get there. And yeah, climb up. yeah I, I, I feel like this place is an interesting choice for the Mandalorians to call home, right? Not very safe. And, <laughs> you know, I'm going to give them a little bit of leeway and benefit of the doubt in that they have been this oppressed people who have been driven from their home repeatedly, right? Had mm. their ancestral home just destroyed by the empire. And then I think they got driven out of what Navarro, Navarra um, in the first season, right? When there's the kind of oh, remnants yes. of the empire and they were yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I think there's when, you know, when a group of humans goes to a place and then, you know, kills a bunch of the wildlife, like, I don't look on it so well. But when no. it's an oppressed group of humans, you know, That's there's like... a little better. Yeah, it's like they're just trying to get by. They're trying to survive. I also think maybe picking this really harsh environment with a bunch of natural predators uh, makes some sense for, for them, right? Like, this Keeps is the way. Keeps them on your toes. Exactly. Yeah. Like, no, you have to pay attention or you'll get eaten by a, a dragon. <laughs> Well, again, with the obstructed view, I'm like, how did that dragon sneak up on all of you? There's right. 50 of you out there and yeah, nobody there's... saw. Nobody saw. Right. Like, did it come over the cliff at them or it came and, like, the kid was just distracted because he was all dejected because he de he was the one who just lost, right, to Grogu? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then they made the comment that it happens all the time. Like, right. I know. That's like, oh, man. <laughs> it happens all the time. And that's not good. It's not good. <laughs> Pick another place, you know, like, geez. Um, so, yeah, that, you know, seems very questionable, but it also feels kind of in line with who they are. So mm -hmm. it's not the sort of thing where like, oh, nobody would live there. It's like, well, they would live there. Yeah. That's as long fair. as that's they can true. survive, I guess. And I do love like this journey that we're going on with Bo-Katan and how she's meshing with these people. And she's the one standing up like, oh, I know exactly. Like, I'm going to find them after everybody's jet plaques went out, which made me laugh because I was like, did you guys have to walk back? How did you make it back before she right. did? OK, logic aside, I'm just not even sure. going to go there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, how did they kind of know what they knew, but then not know what they didn't know? Like, that didn't all feel like it meshed together, no. but... Like, if she picked them up on the way back after their jetpacks went out, that would have made sense, but they were already there waiting for her. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> then again, um, that dragon did go pretty far. It did. It was pretty far, I guess. Like, we don't know how far exactly. Far enough that you want to take a ship there. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think, um, like, episode... Two, I felt was very ostentatiously trying to show, you know, how tough Bo-Katan is. 
Mm-hmm. And it, I didn't I didn't love all of the way it did it. This episode I felt did it in a much more kind of just organic, natural feeling way. Um, I really enjoyed how she just she just is a leader, right? She's yeah. naturally like she's not trying to be a leader. She's it's just who she is, and that just comes to the forefront. And she's just like, well, let's let's just do this because this is what makes sense. This is what I can do. I can take some of you, blah blah blah. Okay, they go, and then she's like, so um, how how do you eat with these things on? <laughs> they always scurry off the yeah. corners, and then they all scurry. And I liked that. Um, I think Paz Vizla was like, "You're the leader of the war party. You have the honor of you know eating by the fire." I loved it so much, and I like how it's like. It is affecting her in a way. Like, I don't know yeah. if she thought she would do it. And I'm not, you know, you get a, uh, approached by, you know, Jehovah's Witnesses or right. whatever. No offense to those. And you're like, I don't want any part of this. But then when you lose everything, you know, oh, you're going to give me a bed to sleep in. You're going to be like really cool with me. This is my old way. Like, I don't know. I really I like what's happening with her. I, and I love that her hair stays perfect and slick underneath <laughs> that helmet, no matter how long she's had it on. <laughs> right, right. Well, yeah, getting the hair approval from from Ashley is is high marks. So, <laughs> um, And then uh, little what Grogu is having his PS. Yeah, it's like PTSD kind PTSD. of flashbacks, right? Flashback. And listen, I love any showing of Order 66 because I feel like we always just get a different angle of what's happening in the storyline. Right. And the more and more we get, uh, that means we get more lightsabers. And <laughs> I was pleased. But tell me, because I have no idea. Yeah. Who did you think that was that somebody significant getting him out of there? Or? Yeah. So, so I'm personally. Not the biggest fan of Order 66. <laughs> it's, I mean, I'm on record as, you know, as being like just, I've said what I need to say about it. I will say that given the fact that this episode was basically about, you know, hunting a giant animal and <laughs> Order 66, I'm really surprised how much I enjoyed it. Uh, <laughs> you know, too. so uh, that Jedi was um, Kelleran Beck, who I think is in a. Um, like a, a mini series or like a web series or something. Okay. Um, and the the actor, uh, the actor, the actor of the, <laughs> the film. Yes, the the actor portraying uh, Kelleran is Ahmed Best, who played Jar Jar in the the prequel movies. That is why you made that joke. I had that went right over my head earlier. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> he had a really rough go of it after the first mm. movie, and you know. It's it's one of those situations where I think, you know, the the Phantom Menace in particular had a lot of really uncomfortable racial stereotypes, right? Right. And so criticizing that, I think, is legitimate and basically being like, hey, George, w- what are you doing? You know? But meanwhile, you know, this actor, Ahmed Best, who's just a guy just trying to get roles in Hollywood... Like, You're not saying no to Star Wars. I don't care what you, you know. <laughs> right, exactly. And and he got all of this, like, very racist um, vitriol directed at him That's to the terrible. point where he, like, left acting for a minute and, like, contemplated suicide. And, I mean, it's just oh absolutely atrocious the way people um, acted towards him when it's like you can complain about the character and I mean, I have, <laughs> but like, <Yes. laughs> that doesn't mean you target hate at the actor, right? I mean, that's no, obviously no, no, no. completely unacceptable in any form. 
That happens so much. Like the Joffrey Baratheons, the Game of Thrones people, like people getting death threats. Like, come yeah. down. Even the guy from Winter Soldier who played, uh, what's his face? The Captain America, like oh. Wish.com Captain America. John Walker. Oh, yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're going to threaten Kurt Russell's son. Right. Yeah, it doesn't, it, it's, 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 sad. it's awful the way that people, like, if you want to dislike some piece of fiction, have at it, right? And if right. you want to complain about it and particularly, like, not harass the writers, but be like, hey, I think this was a bad choice. And and sometimes, like, I think you're doing harm with your choice, right? Right. Fine. That's that's legit. But, like, sending death threats, like, there's really there's really no no context where, like, making racist and sexist and homophobic and transphobic remarks are, are ever legitimate right and right and so you know it's just I, I think it's really nice that he got to come and like and like play a hero who's you know just like straight up like yeah he's a good guy double lightsaber for days i love that scene so much <laughs> he, he gets to also be the only competent jedi in the episode uh yes. which is that's like my biggest criticism of order 66 is just like <laughs> how do all these jedi There's go out like such punks you know and it's like troopers, we know that they can't shoot so what i know happens? well they're they're clone troopers clone troopers who supposedly okay. so were better. better than stormtroopers but like there's like four jedi and four clone troopers and like somehow two of the Jedi get cut down or something, and yeah, then now Kellerin can take on like twenty of them, you know. <laughs> yeah. And it's like I'm I'm here for him taking on twenty of them. That works for me, you know. The like four on four, I'm like, eh, you're gonna you're gonna have to be a little more convincing. Little but um, but yeah, him picking up the second lightsaber, I thought was awesome. I do. It does always make me ask the question though, like if you're really good with two lightsabers. And you think you're going to be better off in this fight with two. Why don't you just always have two? Why, why don't most Jedi have two? You know, That's why is true. that kind of a rare thing? It's, God, it's a little, I don't they're know. They're such sticklers for their rules. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I would just always like, have a double one, like, what's his face? Oh, yeah, you'd, you'd have the, the kind of I would have a double one that ah, breaks and sets. Right, da, that you can da, split da, it apart. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's yeah. the best. Yeah, that's that seems like a good a good a good choice. <laughs> Just don't go for the the cross, you know, the the hilt, the cross. No, that guard. doesn't seem like it would ever. Like that, I would lose all like my fingers idea. the first yeah. time I tried yeah, yeah, all of sure. them. For sure. Oh, and then when they sent those Tie Fighters after him, I was like, oh, he's gonna be fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he'll be fine. I mean, because we know Grogu makes it out of that scene at the very least. Yeah. So you know, I mean, presumably he eventually meets an unpleasant end in the next twenty years. Before I guess, but we don't, I don't know. know. Like we don't. I don't think they're gonna do that because now they can bring him back in a movie in now and sure. be like surprise. Yeah, like, like he could show up in Andor season two, or I don't know. <gasps> but like there, it, it does bring up the question: like, well, how did Grogu end up alone in that, like you know, in his like bassinet floating egg thing later on? Oh, yeah. You know, like what what happened to Kellerin? But um, but yeah, I, I thought. He was really good as, uh, you know, in that role, you know. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot to the role, right, in terms of, like, acting and dialogue and stuff. But, right. you know, it was a very physical role. And, like, yeah, I mean, I'm here for the lightsabers, you know. Always. <laughs> if it takes Order 66, it takes Order 66. <laughs> but, you know, two lightsabers at the same time, you know, let's do it. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. Oh, they just got to keep Grogo in that place and keep 
you know. Right, just keep traumatizing us- <laughs> him so so he can get all the flashbacks out. But then that ended so beautifully it when did. she gave him his armor and I'm like, look at you, you little warrior. <laughs> yeah, I, I really enjoyed the armorer and Grogu and they're kind of, you know, she's like, come Grogu, you know, and like. Yes, let like, me tell you. Yeah, the, like the extent to which she, you know, she treats him as a person, right? Mm-hmm. And which not everybody does to the same extent. And um, although I feel like so far this season, people really have, um, which is nice, you know, it's yeah. cool to see. And yeah, I like the idea of like, are we going to gradually see like eventually this like fully armored Grogu, like do, a helmet a with helmet like with, the ears. with ear holes or oh will the God, helmet have ears? I need it. It's going to have to have ears. <laughs> it's going to have, have to it's yeah. be protected. Right. You can't just have them floating out there. Are, but are they going to be like movable ears? Like there'll be ears on the helmet that can like move oh, with his yeah, ears? Oh yeah, no, I don't know. You know, I, you know, I, like I don't know how mail. they're going to make it, but oh, chainmail would work. Yeah. I don't know. I want, <laughs> chainmail like, <full>. ears. <laughs> what does Tony Stark use the... Oh, the nanotechnology? Nanotech, yeah. <laughs> right, right. They could do it. <laughs> I think there's something like that somewhere in Star Wars. I'm sure. But, um, yeah, he got his first little cute thing. And then, you know, then we have the whole dragon chase, which, I, I you know, I was like, did that dragon really need to get eaten by another thing in the water? It didn't. Because if it just went down and then we saw it get up later, but I don't know. Yeah, that, I think... Was that in like Book of Boba Fett where they like kept doing that? Or I, I know they did that in in the Phantom Menace, right? Like this is this Star Wars thing. Every time where you just... fall in water, something eats you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or like some some predator gets eaten by some other predator, you know, and it's like the bigger eh, and the bigger. And okay, it's, thanks for the help, guy. Yeah, and, and <laughs> we were like, oh great, now all those little baby dragons are gonna starve. I thought the same thing, but and then they, they did what I was in. not expecting. Yeah, and I'm like really curious, like where are they going with that? Why? Yeah, you like know? what are you guys gonna do with that? Like, are you gonna train them as Mandalorians? Or like, she said, I have foundlings for you. Right? Are you gonna ride them? Like, like domesticate That's a good them? Idea. I don't know. Maybe you know? use them, you know, grow them, and then have yeah. them as security because you right. can't see what's going left, right, up, or you know, exactly. You know what you can barely on. see what's in front of you with those things. So, um, I really like the conversation at the end with uh, Bo-Katan and the armor. What are you calling it? Armor. Yeah. Um, because she's like, no, girl. I saw one of them things, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Way of the Mandalore sees lots of things." She's like, "No, no, 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 I saw one." And she's like, "This is the way," and I'm like, "That's still not enough. like I'm like." You are not letting her know that you believe her. And I need you to, like, you need to believe her. Believe me. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because, like, (laughs) there was another earlier, I I think right after uh, Din had saved uh, Vizsla Jr. or whatever the kid's name is. (laughs) (laughs) And and they're like, this is the way. This is the way. This is the way. And Lee's like, that's just what they say when they don't know what else to say. (laughs) (laughs) I love Lee. So much. Yeah. Well, this is the way. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sure. <laughs> I guess I will this contemplate is the way. that now for yeah. a while. Right. But, I, uh, yeah, I think Bo-Katan's journey is actually very interesting so far, you know? And, like, I mean, I know <laughs> after one of the episodes, you, maybe it was the last one, you said that there was a conversation about Mandalorian sex. Um, sex. Oh, yeah. 
But uh, I guess now that we see that one of them has a, a biological kid, presumably, then um, then I, I, I don't know the logistics of that. But <laughs> you just got to leave your helmet on. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> but here, like, I, you know, I'm like, oh. at the beginning, I was like, oh, why is Din going back to this? Like, I thought he was going to, you know, kind of move what I would consider forward, you know, a little more progressive, like away with these like (laughs) really kind of ridiculous cultural things. But like, I think it's interesting that instead of that, like they have Bo-Katan being like, well, I'll do this for now at least. Right. Like, like we don't really know how much she buys into it or not. Like probably not a lot, but you know, she, her home just got blown up, you know? And, and I think she expects that, if she were to go back there and try and rebuild it, like maybe they would just keep coming back, right? So yeah. I do think it's uh and it's been an interesting, you know, first part of an arc for her. And I'm I'm very curious to see kind of where that's going. And she's getting a lot of honors from these people who call yeah. her like a traitor or whatever for how long, like right. you know, disowned her as one of their own and now She's coming back being like, no, I'm that bitch. Right. <laughs> exactly. And I mean, she's she's like very Mandalorian, right? She's yeah. just wasn't one of the, I think, children of the watch, right? Like she wasn't part of that group. And because yeah. that's just like they didn't all do things that way anymore, right? That's not how yeah. she grew up. But she still grew up in this very hardcore Mandalorian, you know, this is how we do well, things. She would she's, technically be their princess, right? Or No. Maybe, yeah. I mean, she's she's from the clan that was ruling. I don't know the whole history and everything. Because remember, Boba kept teasing her by calling her princess. Right, yeah, exactly. I mean, her sister was the queen, I guess, or whatever. And then... Satine? Satine, yeah. Okay. Um, she was running things and... Um, I'm, you know, I'm still waiting for Sabine to show up. Uh Who's Don't she's a that. character from an animated series, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so that's why you know is Sabine Obi Wan's girlfriend or Satine? No, Satine. So so Bo-Katan's what? sister, that's so funny, was was Obi Wan's like I know girlfriend, brought... not girlfriend. Okay, well we've like, brought that up before. That yeah, you uh, McGregor like Six Degrees of Movies, like you and McGregor and Nicole Kidman did Moulin Rouge, and you right. McGregor she was Satine, and that was his girlfriend. So I yeah. just thought it was so funny. That's w- the only reason why I remember her name. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> now you're like Sabine. I'm like, who the hell's that? Is that uh... no Jade? Whatever is Luke Skywalker's girlfriend? That girlfriend, right? Oh, what Mara Jade or something? Mara Jade. Yeah, that's from the the Legends canon that has been decanonized by oh. Disney. And well, that would be. I'm dumb. sure some people want the character to return. Some people don't, and maybe some people want. Uh, a revamped version of the character, perhaps. Cool. Um, okay. But yeah, no, Sabine is just, she's one of the the main characters of the show Revels, and, and she's she's a Mandalorian, but she's also an outcast Mandalorian. And um, Doesn't Darth Maul cut her head off or something? That does not happen. Oh, that's Satine. Oh, oh god damn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> okay. yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure he, he kills Satine. And that's, that's one of the reasons Obi-Wan, you know, has a, a, Long, long-lasting grudge with Darth Maul. Oh, yeah. You killed my daddy. You killed my girlfriend. Right. Not daddy, but, you know. Yeah, Jedi yeah. Daddy. My, my, my Jedi daddy. Yeah. 
my mentor. <laughs> well, yeah, I actually appreciate the like short and sweet episodes like we just got. I could I, go for more, but like that was enough. That was cute. <laughs> right, exactly. I, I feel like some of the episodes don't need to be longer, right? It, like the, the Robert Rodriguez episode of, of season two. Like, oh, so good. It was so short, but it was so good. It was just all action. I don't need every episode to be all action all the time. But when an episode is going to be really heavy action, I think it keeping be it short is usually good, right? Like yeah. when you make a feature film that's an action film, like making it 80 to 90 minutes, I think is often a very good choice if it's yes. like a little light on plot, right? And it's like, oh yeah. You know, they could have tried to work in some more character moments here. And if they had good ones, it could have worked. But if you just kind of try to, like, throw more stuff in just to extend the runtime because you're in that kind of network TV format of, like, well, it's got to be 42 minutes, right? It's mm-hmm. like, no, this is better. The last last week's episode, which which I didn't love, but I think a lot of people appreciated what it was doing. And I did feel like, well, this is an episode that requires 50 minutes to an hour, Right. Like it didn't feel to me like it didn't earn its runtime. I just I just didn't love all of it. But like this one, meanwhile, felt like, yeah, it's it's supposed to be short and tight and sweet. Kind yeah. Of. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like I, I appreciate that with the action stuff. Because mm-hmm. we just watched Iron Man for a rewatch on the MCU cast. And it was like, I love the whole beginning of that movie. And then the end is just so much action. And I was like, ugh, this is this is where it fails. Yeah, I I feel the same in in a lot of action movies where, and I do feel that some in Iron Man, which I really loved when it came out and I still enjoy now, but the end does feel like, you know, there's just this third act, like it just goes and goes and goes and it's like sometimes maybe just like, boom, it's done. Okay, cool, you know? (laughs) And if you have some really complex action sequence that's really creative and everything, Sure, maybe go with that, right? But like right. sometimes it's just too much and it's like you're just trying to extend the runtime and it just feels super unnecessary yeah. to me. I honestly think some of my favorite episodes of The Mandalorian, I mean, it's the shorter ones. Yeah. Because I like action. Pew, right. Pew, pew. Yeah. And they had, and like the <laughs> very last episode of season two is not that short. It's not super long, but it's like best. a lot happens in that episode. There's yeah, a lot of action. Best. And a lot happens, and there's drama, like, and there's the, it's like a horror movie for a minute, right? For when a second. the dark troopers when, are like pumping oh, it, so you know, good. how many life forms? None. And that score. Yeah, and the score, <laughs> right? The, the, the dubstep dark troopers, yeah, it's just so the, good. the whole thing. Um, so yeah, it's just this episode didn't need to be 45 minutes, right? 30 minutes was right. plenty to tell the story that this episode wanted to tell, which was basically two very short stories. Right. It was two right. short stories, each of which had a lot of action, and they kind of got to go back and forth between them a little bit. And like it just worked. So I enjoyed it. You know, they kept it sweet, uh, short and sweet. Maybe we'll keep it short and sweet as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so happy that you uh came here to do this with me. Yeah, Thank I mean you I so I, much. <laughs> it really was only because I wanted to like hang out with you for like half an hour or whatever <laughs> and just chat about about the, the Star Wars. So Maybe we'll get you for the finale. Maybe. Yeah, we'll see, we'll, we'll see how the series progresses. Hopefully it'll have a bit of a, like, season two arc where, like, for from my personal experience of, like, gradually getting better as the season went, went on, you know? We're, like, all last five episodes of last season I really enjoyed. So here, you know, maybe it'll just keep getting a little bit more up my alley. Well, so 
since you're not going to be here, where would you like to see this season going? Like, what would be something that you would like to see that would make you happy? Right. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's my biggest, um, I don't know, like, there's a word that isn't coming to mind because I almost <laughs> choked to death on you a lentil today. But I'm at a loss for words. Um, <laughs> but I, I have a little bit of kind of, hesitance about like really fully being like yes i'm definitely watching this season because like there's some places that i'm pretty sure it's gonna go over time that Mm -hmm. like i i'm not that interested in seeing moff gideon come back as much as i love um giancarlo esposito and i think the character was fantastic but i'm just like i don't need more of that kidnapping grogu to clone the emperor like i i (laughs) i don't need to see the somehow you know, that explains somehow Palpatine return, right? I I don't we I don't need that. But yeah. what what I would love to see more of is like the actual like Grogu training and becoming I'd like to see him hanging out with the other Mandalorians, you know? Yeah. Like, I can't wait till he starts talking. Like let's right, get I, there. Yeah, I think that would be great. And then he gets to get a helmet, right? Um <laughs> You don't get a so helmet until what, you speak, and you don't speak until you trying know. To, are they trying to say, like, we know that uh, Palpatine was able to clone himself because of Grogu? Or are, is that, like, what we know? Or no? I think that's the heavy implication that... And that was how they did cl- all the clones? Yeah, and whether it's... How much of it is due to Grogu, or how much of it is just Grogu and them trying to kidnap Grogu repeatedly is part of this whole program? <laughs> we don't really know, right? But, like, right. it's clear that that's all related, um, and like, I thought that was kind of interesting for a while and I'm like, okay, that's nice. Like, can we like go take Mandalore back or something? That seems more interesting yeah, to me, Mandalore right? Yeah, Mandalore seems like, pretty, pretty ripe for the taking. Like there's nobody there. There's right. Except creatures. for those like weird troll looking people and I don't know, <laughs> and the mythosaur, but like, but he yeah. he seems cool. <laughs> right. So yeah. Right. Yeah. He's, he's chill. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm much more curious to see like where does you know Bo-Katan and Din Djarin and and Grogu and the Armorer and you know the Vizslas and like the the Mandalorians like what are they doing right like they're just kind of hanging out here and maybe some of them go off and do bounty hunter missions or whatever I don't know but like yeah where are they going from here I think that's an interesting story I mm. kind of came into season three expecting that was probably the main premise of the season okay and so like. I love the Coruscant, the Coruscant stuff in Andor. Uh, the Coruscant stuff in Mandalorian just to me felt like not of that level. So it's not quite going to get me as interested in that. I'm like, just leave that to Andor and let's do the Mandalorian stuff yeah, in I the Mandalorian. That. I did not need an Andor episode in the middle of my Mandalorian. Like, right. no, I, this is not Boba Fett. Get out of here with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. It was almost like, to me, it felt like they were paying back the episode that they borrowed from the book of <laughs> Boba Fett. <laughs> They're like, well, we borrowed it. We stole an episode there. So we're going to give one back here to whatever this is, which to me, by the way, just like did not feel on like a level of like Andor in terms of oh, writing no, and agree. acting and cinematography and everything. I will say that having seen that episode gave a little moment's recognition in this episode where they were speeding by like that rock. I saw the rock. Oh, right. Man, you saw the rock. rock. That's, that's the, the rock. rock. That's rock. <laughs> I was like, all okay. for that. I was like, oh, right. I felt giddy about it. So cool. It's like right. a little shallow, but like, I don't know. <laughs> it was fun. Fine. We're having fun, and that's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. there, 
There was one more thing that I wanted to bring up that I just learned like yesterday, which is that that Din Djarin isn't really played by Pedro Pascal most of the time. I don't want to hear that. What do you, what do you mean? <laughs> so he's actually the the Pedro's not in the suit. <laughs> Except when he takes the helmet off, he just like records dialogue oh my for the God. most part. The guy in the suit is Brendan Wayne, hmm. who is John Wayne's grandson. What? Yeah. That's crazy. So he's like doing this, like, you know, that like kind of gunslinger That's why he walks Western. like that. Oh exactly. My God. He's like kind of doing like an imitation a little bit of his granddad. That's amazing. I had no idea. I'm going to tell everybody I know now. Yeah. And then there's also. Um, a stuntman. Uh, I mean, I think he also is an actor, but Latif Crowder, who does um, the like, you know, the the hardcore stunts, which I think definitely also deserve their credit because, um, you know, at, at times they're like particularly awesome. Sometimes they're just very good, and sometimes like that thing where he where he kicked the the spear back up over, you know, to hit uh, what's his name in the head in the, in in the, the episode that we were discussing from last season. Like, you know, some of that yeah. is just awesome and. Um, so I, I just think this is like in the vein of Darth Vader, right? Where it's like the character is this composite where it takes a whole lot of people to actually bring, bring them in. to life. The same way Grogu does as well, right? I mean, it's it. not one person just playing Grogu. And um, and to me, knowing this doesn't take away – it maybe takes away from the illusion, but it doesn't take away from – I mean, it almost adds to like how impressive it is that – for like any complaints I have about any of the writing at any time, I never doubt that Din Djarin is like this one guy yeah. who's doing what Din Djarin would do, you know? Yeah. Like, and so I feel like they've really built this character using all of these people um, to really effectively portray the, this character the same way they do with Grogu, right? With, you yeah. know, there's a voice actor and there's the puppeteers and... Oh, it, actually, I think the puppeteer is a voice actor for it. It's impressive to me how expressive they can make that puppet because you totally so get expressive. all of his emotions and he's so gosh darn cute. But yes. you, besides that, like you do, you feel when he is like when I'm watching, I'm like, he's really upset about what's happening. I think I don't or is this just how the puppet? No, he's actually upset. Yeah. Yeah. No, they really they really do communicate a ton with with Grogu through, you know, through the puppet, just through the physical mannerisms. Right. And and they do the same with Din without, you know, Pedro Pascal even talking. Sometimes it's just the tilt of the head, how he tilts the head, like conveys some very different things. Right. Emotions yeah. or thoughts or whatever. And, um, you know, so I, I just think it's it's worthwhile because I think we gave uh Pedro Pascal like a lot of credit for that yeah. when we were talking about season I had two no idea. and like he's he's phenomenal in the part of the role that he plays but I think the the other guys are also that way yeah. as well. I still don't understand why there's not an Oscar for stunt people or a it's Golden Globe for all across the board. Emmys everything because yes. there's stunt people in everything and they Absolutely. really deserve to be up there with everybody else. Like you have makeup and yeah. hair which is important to me. I honestly think stunt, stunts is even more important than that to the films that we're watching. So they need to they need to figure that out. I mean, especially with like in any kind of film, it can be extremely important. But with the proliferation of action films to kind of the top of 
you know, the box office and, you know, winning awards as well. You know, it's like stunts are such a massive part of of all that, that it's like it going unrecognized. I mean, I'm not really into the whole awards show thing, but like. That's just that's for me. That's more like another strike on it. Like, they, <laughs> did they take editing? I think they took editing out of the main. It's, cin- it's uh, I think it's cinematography like and te- film editing. Editing's in yeah. there. But like, they I think one of these award shows like demoted it in terms of how it's presented oh. in whatever their things are, hmm. and, and and you know it's like. I don't know. I don't want to go on a long thing about award shows, but it's like, yeah, if you're going to do all these awards, like stunt people should, should get them. Yes, 100%. Because there's a lot of, you know. And, and Mandalorian does very well with getting excellent stunt people. Yeah, John Wayne's son. Who knew? Yeah. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> I th- and I think he maybe wasn't credited in the first two seasons, but now um, he and um, Latif Crowder both are getting um, – credits good on the yeah good i wonder yeah. if that was i'm not sure time. about that but i definitely saw a couple credits i'm like oh okay they they're there they're there now i didn't pause it and play it back and whatever <laughs> you gotta go back to episode one do some yeah. detective work <laughs> right exactly <laughs> well you got anything else or what do you think uh i think i think that's about what i had to say you know yeah. i enjoyed it 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 had a couple of themes that I don't usually enjoy, but like it worked for me anyway. So you know that's to its credit. Where where can everyone find you, Paul? Tell people what you're doing since you're not podcasting. Right. I mean, I'm Zen Madman on on Twitter and Twitch and YouTube and like Zen Madman Poker and Zen Madman Chess on YouTube. But like, I haven't been making a lot of stuff. I've been you know training in the. I, I've been like up on the mountain. You know, it's uh, kind of more of like a Jedi retreat on the way type to Zion. deal. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> I would have kept the lightsaber and not the, you know, the armor, but, you know, Agreed. I'm glad Grogu got to make a choice. Yeah, I would have kept the lightsaber, but not ever been a Jedi. <laughs> right, right. I'd be like, I'm keeping this. I'm going to learn everything you have to teach. And then I'm going to go do my own thing. <laughs> I'll get me a red one, a green one. <laughs> We're going to have a red and a green. And you can just call me Christmas. <laughs> Yeah, no, I I don't understand that. That is going to ponder my thoughts. Uh, why they don't carry two? Right? Come like, on, why just not, carry why not two. Just, why not two? Just carry two. Just carry two. Just make two. I mean, th- also think about all those times someone drops their lightsaber, or you get your right hand cut off, and your lightsaber falls down a weather vane. Take out the other one with your left hand. <laughs> Boom! You still got a lightsaber. <laughs> We've, solved, We've so solved so many problems. All of the problems. From Mace Windu all the way to Luke Skywalker. Exactly. Uh, All right. So, yeah. Star Wars and stuff. Join us next week. (laughs) (laughs) 